You're listening to Bulletproof Radio with Dave Asprey. Everyone's talking about red light therapy beds and for good reason. There's a company called ARRC LED that's building an entirely new class of LED devices. ARRC LED beds integrate proprietary scanning technology and frequency protocols to shape the delivery of six different wavelengths in dose-optimized photobiomodulation. Yes, that's a lot of words. What it is, though, is that photobiomodulation improves the underlying energetics of the cells in your body. And those changes can benefit nearly every tissue and organ and system in your body. You change your cells and you change your life. For more information, visit ARRCLED.com. What if there was a way to feel younger for longer? Well, there is. Your body needs something called the NAD plus molecule to help you age well. When you're young, your body makes a lot of NAD+, and that helps you make energy, it helps you keep your DNA healthy, absorb nutrients well, and it protects your cells from stress. But once you hit about 30, your NAD+, levels start to drop. The good news is that longevity scientists have found some things that can help, like niacin, niacinamide, and niagen. They help your body make more NAD+, even as you age. All three of these are in an amazing formula called Qualia NAD+. Check out Qualia NAD Plus risk-free for up to 100 days at neurohacker.com slash Dave15 to save an extra 15%. That's neurohacker.com slash Dave15, Qualia NAD Plus. It's what I use. Hey, everyone. It's Dave Asprey with Bulletproof Radio. Today's cool fact of the day is that even though the word hormone has only been around since 1902, Chinese healers have been using endocrinology techniques since at least 200 BC, where they would use hormones extracted from human urine for healing purposes. I'm glad we have better ways to do it today. (laughs) What if there was a way to level up your energy, get rid of stress, and take more control of your body? Welcome to Quantum Upgrade. This is a new technology that taps into quantum energy to help you feel amazing. Quantum Upgrade has a lot of different products that help protect you from EMF and help activate your body's natural healing abilities. You can expect better sleep, more resilience, less stress, and better blood flow. The cool thing about Quantum Upgrade is that the products are backed by a lot of heavy-duty scientific studies, and there's a new measurable upgrade. You can now use Quantum Upgrade to increase your consciousness levels between 1,400 and 2,200 on the Hawkins map of consciousness. If you don't know what that means, do some research because it's impressive, it's fun to learn about, and it's something that I've come to understand. Ready to try Quantum Upgrade? Visit quantumupgrade.io slash Dave for a seven-day free trial. Today's guest is Dr. Tammy, who's a double board-certified physician. She does integrative medicine, which is like functional medicine, as well as aesthetic medicine. So if you want to look good and feel good, you talk with Dr. Tammy. She runs a vitality medical clinic in Seattle, relatively close to where I live. And she's trained physicians in advanced injection techniques across North America. So this is pretty cutting edge stuff. And she's been featured in Fox National News. And she has a new book from Simon & Schuster called The Hormone Secret, which talks a lot about hormones and One of the areas of biohacking that I care enormously about is, well, hormones, because you get your cells working right, you get your mitochondria working right, 
you get your neurotransmitters working right. But if your hormones are off and you're like one of those, those people who's maybe accidentally injecting masses of testosterone, you walk around acting super angry all the time, uh, or, you know, you have your progesterone estrogen ratios and you act crazy all the time. Uh, that could be men or women. Stuff like that kind of matters when you're just working on being high performance. That's why Dr. Tammy's on the show. So Dr. Tammy, welcome. Thank you so much. Great to be here. So tell me something interesting about yourself that people probably don't know. Like, what did you do before you were a doctor? I danced as a soloist professionally in a ballet company. Not the usual segue to medical school. (laughs) So you're a ballet dancing doctor. There you go. You could say that. What made you become a doctor when you were so into art? Um, I didn't think I was going to be a doctor, actually. I went to school afterwards, after many, many injuries, and I thought, oh, you know, I'll be a counselor. Took a bunch of counseling classes and psychology classes. I thought, no, chemistry is my favorite class. So then I kept taking chemistry and loving it and anatomy and physiology and biology, and it just sort of fell into place. And I grew up in a really small town, actually in Canada, um, just north of where you are, Dave, in uh, Squamish, British Columbia. And we had the old-fashioned doctor who really looked at root causes and looked at family dynamics and nutrition and came to our house. And so I had this vision of a doctor that actually cared about everything about you, not just your presenting symptom. And so I thought, wow, that's what I want to do. So I went to medical school, but you know, medical school is all about diseases. Even your quote unquote wellness visit is focused on finding diseases at early stages. It's not anything about wellness. And so I finished, you know, did really well. And I thought, wow, I know a lot about diseases and conditions of decline, but I know nothing about wellness. And the absence of disease does not equal wellness. It just means you're not sick. So I went back, started a whole nother education and got board certified in integrative medicine. And so now I get to do both. I get, if somebody's really, really sick and we have an infection that they need to find a quick fix and an antibiotic, great, but the antibiotic's going to destroy their gut and let's find out why you're susceptible to that in the first place. So we combine them, but hormones are my passion. So uh, I know that when I started out my kind of path here, I was maybe late twenties and I got my first hormone panel when I saw an anti-aging doctor because I'd, I'd been influenced by the work of the Silicon Valley health Institute. That I I'm still a chairman of today. And I got my numbers. I had like really high estrogen, which partly explains all the stretch marks that I have. Like since I was 16, I've had like masses of stretch marks. Um, so even though I have a six pack, it usually has the zebra stripes on the sides. And I don't think I could do much about that. No. But when I did that, I, I looked at the other things that were that were happening and my estrogen was super high. My testosterone was like way low. I think it was lower than my mom's testosterone, actually. <laughs> and so you're taking you, it all and putting it into estrogen. Exactly. And so stuff like that, when you're especially, you know, you're a young, you know, 30 year old or something. And you're like, when I feel masculine, you're like, well, maybe there's a reason to have these man boobs. It, this happens a lot more than people recognize, like their levels are suboptimal. But one of the questions I have for you is, okay, without going and seeing you in Seattle, how would someone listening to this, they're driving in their car, uh, man or woman, like, how do you know that you should pay more attention to hormones? Like, like is, is there a, a smoking signal that I should look for? Like, what's the telltale sign that your hormones are jacked? Well, I love it because my favorite hormone for women is testosterone. 
And I know that sounds really weird. Um, Not at all. But I think it's so overlooked. We only need a tiny bit, but it has an outsized role in our health and how we look, feel, and function. It affects everything from our brain, our bones, our hearts, our fat muscle ratio, our mood, how much energy we have. I mean, it's basically the secret weapon is this testosterone. And I think that women who are looking at estrogen and progesterone, they kind of know whether you have estrogen because it's the hot flashes and things. But some of the things that you might not know about progesterone for men or women are the irritability. You know that I got to work a little harder to keep my cool, whether it's at work or at home, because progesterone is your peaceful hormone. It's really the volume that bathes the female mind, and it is also peaceful for men. So when you lose your peace, and progesterone leaves in our 30s. Do, do you have a, a recipe for progesterone salad dressing I could put on Lana's uh, salad with that? <laughs> Just no, kidding. no. <laughs> it's not that but big. But you know, <laughs> there's over-the-counter progesterone cream, so maybe you can give her a massage. <laughs> I get it all over myself, too. Oh, it's well, so peaceful. <laughs> it blocks the conversion of your testosterone into DHT, so you can keep your hair. You can, that's all good. I, I've got the hair flip down. I'm working on it now that it's growing out a little bit. You like it. Um, but the thing that I don't think people realize is their testosterone deficiency symptoms. Um, weird things like, you know those wrinkles on your lips? The smoker's lines? And you've never smoked before? That has a lot to do with your adrenal dysfunction and the fact that your adrenal glands aren't producing your testosterone anymore. And waking up more tired than you went to bed. And you're the same weight, but you're fat. You have that like seal-like ratio of fat to muscle. For men, they'll find that they will work out, but it really wipes them out and they don't recover quickly. Uh, these are osteoporosis. These are all signs of testosterone deficiency that people aren't looking to testosterone as the cause or the fix. So, so testosterone, you said it was your favorite hormone for women, and it, it's actually my favorite hormone for women as well. And, and there's a couple of reasons for that. One is it raises libido. Uh, which is always nice if, uh, when you're in a relationship like that. But the other reason, and I talked about this with Dr. Sarah, who was sort of like, don't tell anyone. But if you take a super tiny amount of topical testosterone cream and you apply it to the labia, why does it have a very strong uh, blood flow effect? <laughs> it's very vasodilatory, and that's why we find it beneficial in the heart. They actually have done ultrasounds, and they see that the arteries dilate. So we know that testosterone dilates. But I think you and I have talked about this before, and um, you had said that I was one of the few physicians that you knew that mm -hmm. prescribed screen cream. And it's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's it, it's one of those things where, okay, like maybe people listening is like, what are you talking about? Well, just you have to figure it out. But it, if you give too much testosterone to a woman, though, what happens? You know, that. There's lots of um, side effects, and you know the first ones are cosmetic, increased facial hair, acne, and that's why I think that you should try first to biohack your own body and to yeah. reboot your own biology. Your body can produce testosterone with your adrenal glands if you give it specific ingredients and take away certain stressors and get out of the way. So there's nutrition, there's supplements, and then lifestyle things that you can do to actually boost your testosterone. And they've been proven in studies to actually measurably increase your testosterone in blood tests. So it's pretty cool. And then if you do it that way, if you're biohacking your own body, you don't have to worry about the side effects. Because if you started low, and 90% of women over the age of 40 have low to non-existent free testosterone. 
that kind of sucks. Yeah, testosterone not only rocks your bedroom, it rocks your life. So in, in your new book, uh, what are, say, well, let, let's do it first for women, then for men, for, for women, the top three things that will raise their testosterone naturally. So first of all, you want to look at sugar. Sugar is a testosterone killer. And it's not like the general, like, oh, sugar's bad for you. They literally done studies. Take your blood, check your testosterone, eat, eat sugar, take your blood an hour later, and it goes down over 25%. That's just a testosterone killer. So a good hack for testosterone nutritionally is cut the sugar. The second thing is fat. And I love that you're so knowledgeable and you get the word out that, you know, this fat-free phase, when are we going to get over this? Fat is good. That is needed. Cholesterol is good. This is what all these hormones, especially testosterone, are made out of. So you have to include good fat and plenty of it. You know, I know your family eats a ton of avocados. So does my family. You know, the kids are slathering it all over everything as if it's butter. I, I found out a new trick. You can actually dip a stick of butter into guacamole and then take a bite. Like, <laughs> instead of a chip, it's so good. Fat on fat. I love it. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I haven't really done that, but I would. <laughs> well, my kids take the broccoli stock and dip it into the butter. So, I oh, yeah. Yeah. So those are the two nutritional hacks that I think are the best. Um, two of the supplements that can make the biggest are maca, which is one of the most ancient herbs used medicinally. And it was for vitality increasing. And what it was really is was, was increasing your testosterone. So maca in the dose of 500 to 1,000 milligrams is usually going to help increase your testosterone. And ashwagandha, an ancient Ayurvedic herb that actually helps increase the testosterone, but also increase the bioavailability of the testosterone. Because you can also sort of get more testosterone, not by increasing just the quantity, but being able to get it off the carrier protein and getting more useful testosterone active into the receptors and into the cells. So what happens to a woman's body if she basically eats a diet of mixed greens and protein like chicken breasts and uh, you know the low fat high protein diet with some moderate veggies like what, what's going to happen to hormones on that versus adding a bunch of guacamole and butter and whatever else to the diet well the adrenal glands are saying okay i i got part of the picture here but i need to produce you know these great hormones progesterone testosterone dhea that are really going to rock your life but i don't have the ingredients you know, it's really like you got a cake that you want to bake and you've got some flour, but you have no baking soda, no baking powder. You might have one egg, but you need three. So your adrenal glands really aren't able to produce it because they don't have the raw ingredients to make those hormones. You need the fats in order for your adrenal glands, A, to function properly, but it's also those fats are literally needed to make these um, androgen hormones especially. So you're not going to have your life as fit, as strong, as energetic, as creative, because there's tons of testosterone receptors in your brain, and you're not going to look as good because your fat-to-muscle ratio, even if you are thin. So Here's a true story, Dave, I'm going to share with you. So I danced professionally in a ballet company, so I'm, I'm thin, I'm thin genetically. But after I had two kids, my weight went back down to quote-unquote normal, 
But my ratio of fat from in my 20s to in my late 40s increased over 10%, like almost 20%. And I was the same weight. And when I looked at my testosterone, it was non-existent. So when I boosted that back up, without really changing anything in my lifestyle other than my nutrition and supplementation to focus on testosterone, I wasn't working out more, I didn't weigh less, I got lean and mean instead of being thin and fat. You know, I was a skinny fat person. Yeah, skinny fat is uh, is always an issue because there's a lot of people walking around saying, I can do whatever I want. You know, I'll have, you know, two gluten burgers and, <laughs> and wash it down with beer and they look good. But talk more about skinny fat. Like, like what is it and, and why should people be concerned about it? I think it's even more dangerous than people who are like 100 pounds overweight. If you're 100 pounds overweight, there's no question in your mind that the first thing that you think about when you wake up is your health and how frightening your state of health is and what a focus it needs to be. But when you're a skinny fat person, you're of a quote-unquote average weight, but your percentage of fat far exceeds what it should be for your height and weight. You know, So what that affects is your cardiovascular risk. It also puts you at a huge increase for diabetes. And to be a skinny person that's diabetic is so rough because one of the easiest ways to become a non-diabetic is to lose weight. Well, you can't easily lose that weight. So that fat we know is an organ. We used to think fat was just this like cosmetic thing. It's a living organ that produces hormones and it screws up all the rest of the hormones and it makes you feel a certain way and it it actually makes your estrogen into bad estrogen and increases your risk for breast cancer. So all of these things are happening to you and you think, you know, that you're all that in a bag of chips because you look good in a bikini. So, so when you're skinny fat, it's dangerous because you're literally packing the fat around your organs instead of letting it hang out over the waistband of your pants. And the lack of awareness. Like there's a lot of people who are skinny fat that don't know that they're fat. So how do you know that you're skinny fat? Like, okay, I'm assuming you're not going to go get a DEXA body scan or something. So now there's a bunch of people sitting, listening to this while they're working or whatever going, oh my God, am I skinny fat? Like, I, I think I look hot. <laughs> like, like how, how do you crack the skinny fat code to know if, if skinny fat is, is a problem for you? Well, I think one of the first indicators is when you're sitting, you know, if you're a skinny person, you shouldn't really have, you know, too many rolls and you should be able to grab a, a hunk of burn and love. You, you should be able <laughs> you to? You should not. Okay. You know, there isn't this big role here okay. when you're a fit person who is of their weight and fat muscle ratio. But when you're a thin person that has a high percentage of fat, you can grab it and that means it's not muscle. It's fat. So that's a good sort of like, hmm. And everybody has some. Are you checking? I'm grabbing it. I can't. I don't know if my camera is that high. There. I don't think I have skinny fat because I used to be totally just grossly obese. So I'm unlikely to be skinny fat. (laughs) No, you're not skinny fat. Not everybody can grab, you know, an inch or two. I'm talking like a chunk. Yeah. So that's one of the good things. And then, you know, Every gym can just give you a, a quick test. Of so what, body, a body caliper test? Is that going to be Yeah, enough? those are not great. Okay. But, you know, yeah. it's, it's a ratio. I think that if you get a, a sort of okay test that you have an inkling anyways and you implement some health-enhancing things, who cares if you have the accurate information because you're treating it. 
However, what you want to do is at some point go, hmm, what is, have I got there? You know, have I got the success? You know, do you in your practice ever talk about, I know you don't see patients, but you do a lot of education. Do you have a device? Because I know I prescribe your Fit Vibe for osteoporosis. Oh, the Bulletproof Vibe? I love that thing. No, I, I'm not awesome allowed to. I'm a totally uncertified. I'm, I'm an unlicensed biohacker, so I, I don't ever have patients. But uh, when I'm helping people perform better, uh, we talk about ways to exercise and tighten up after weight loss. And yeah, the, the Bulletproof Vibe works for that for sure. But you actually use it for people who are skinny fat? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and well, mostly for osteoporosis. Oh, oh okay, for getting your bone density back. That's yeah. pretty well. That's pretty well established in literature that that yeah. your bones are piezoelectric, and when they get weight bearing stuff like trampolines or thirty times a second trampoline, that they just respond naturally. If you have K two and D three, okay, I, well, I get that. And yours, Dave, is unique because a lot of them on the markets go this way, and so your hips end up just getting trashed, or your low back, and you don't understand why, and so yours is one of the only ones that is up and down, not back and forth. Uh, That's why we make it that way exactly, because I've broken welds on two of the cheap side side ones, and my low back always hurt on those, but you you see it in like your waist, because you're tightened up in your midsection from it, but then you feel crap because your your back hurts, so... Yeah, it's awesome that you're using. I didn't realize that you had one. <laughs> oh, and my patients, all everybody who has osteopenia or osteoporosis, um, I just cut and paste your website. I, I just need to get an easier way to do it. Maybe I should just hand out your cards. <laughs> oh, thank, <laughs> and the reason thank is, you. is it works. And, and it, yeah, it has it's more reason- time for exercise. You know, it's reasonably affordable. There's like a fifteen thousand uh, dollar whole body vibe thing out there, and I had a chance to use one for a couple months uh, several years ago. And it's like this big heavy thing, and it has like a speaker coil, and it was like the Rolls Royce of these things. But that's what, out of reach for me. Uh, so making one that that wouldn't break, that was made in the U.S. and all, was um, was kind of like I just wanted one that I could always rely on and, and I'm so stoked that it's working for people. It, it's kind of a, a little side project compared to like, you know, coffee and, and the things where I spend a lot of my time on biotoxins, but like you just feel good. And that's what it does. About. Well, and then I add the testosterone because there's a study that showed that really? testosterone compared to Fosamax to treat mm-hmm. osteoporosis had just the same or better results. And no side effects, you know, necrosis of the jaw that's kind of a big deal. And that's the most common side effect with Fosamax. So, so your jawbone starts to die and rot. If and you how do you replace way. that? How do you fix that? You can have a square jaw when you're done because you could just pick the shape of jaw replacement you want. Yeah. But I love <laughs> that the studies are there because at, at the end of the day, even though I practice, you know, naturopathic integrative medicine, I'm an MD. So I'm super cynical. I'm like, yeah, prove it. Show me the data. Show me the science. It's got to make sense. And anything that's powerful enough to do good is going to be powerful enough to do harm. That's a fair point. How do you do testosterone and and whole body vibration? Is it like do you take it right before? It just matters that you take it at some point during the day, and then you have people do a few minutes of vibrating, and that's that. I get their testosterone levels um, up into the optimal range in a blood test. Okay. Yeah. So you're using blood testing. Cool. Yeah. Now, I, I want to go back to something you talked about, because this is just a smoking gun in, in everyone's health. And you talked about adrenal function. So when your adrenals get weak, your hormones get jacked, but you also tend to get autoimmunity uh, as a result of having poor adrenal function. So you're like, I was doing great. And then like I got really sick and you know somebody in the family died and I got stressed and then everything went to hell and never came back. 
right? I'm guessing you probably heard that once or twice from patients, right? <laughs> Today. <laughs> so, so now, is it that the adrenals are causing autoimmunity when they fail, or is it they're causing a hormonal problem when they fail? Yes. It's both? <laughs> There's okay. so much. And then your, your adrenal glands, really, nobody knows how important these are. We just think, oh, our adrenal glands is about stress hormone. And you know, we were designed to run away from a bear. And it was supposed to last about 22 minutes, maybe. It wasn't supposed to last the emails and the traffic and the deadline and the boss and the lack of fresh air and not eating real food and the you know the screen time before bed and the lack of sleep and the screwed up circadian rhythm, it really wasn't designed to keep going in our 24-7 life. And so they're very exhausted and they're draining our hormones at an earlier and more significant stage than ever, ever before. But the problem is, is that you also get set up. And this is where, you know, I wanted to really dive into my book. There's a lot of great information out there about hormones, but I wanted to bring the flip side of things like, hmm, what so yeah, it drains your hormones. Okay, then just take more hormones. <laughs> you know, that's the American mentality. Okay, I'll just replace it. But this ratio of catabolism versus the anabolic building up healing rejuvenative stuff creates an inflammatory process that ends up being far-reaching. You know, autoimmunity, cancer, osteoporosis, dementia. Inflammation is the source of so many things that steal our health and vitality and cause us to live, if not a less lengthy life, it makes our life short and our death long. Does that make sense? It, it does. Well, let's go back to like, like teenage time. I'm, I'm thinking specifically because you're, you're come from the world of ballet. Uh, one of my friends, um, Callista is a teenager and, and she's working really hard at one of the top LA schools uh, in LA. They, I cannot believe just the amount of physical stress that she puts her body under to become, uh, you know, one of the world's best ballet dancers. And so I, uh, I look at that and I'm like, like more collagen, <laughs> like more fat. Uh, but there's like an adrenal stress. When you went through that same kind of training, like this, it almost probably almost exactly the same as what Chris is doing. What did they tell you to do nutritionally? And what would your advice be for teenagers who are doing really stressful things like that? I actually wrote a blog, the five things I learned from being a professional ballet dancer. And my lunch used to be here. I'm aging myself, Dave. I'm 50 <laughs> this year. <laughs> oh, wow. Congratulations. Yeah. So um, my lunch was a diet tab. Oh, tab. I remember that stuff. It tasted yeah. gross. Yeah. And maybe a half an apple. Um, oh, I was you're way, bad person, you. I know, right? <laughs> how awful. So the 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 diet, I mean, just how horrible could that be nutritionally? And then I was exhausted all the time because, of course, I wasn't eating anything that blessed my body. In fact, it stressed my body. And so I would have a spoonful of honey in the wings before I went on. To so get you wouldn't pass first. out? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and I was wow. weighed on a regular basis in order to be thin. So, and then the rigors of dancing. Um, now that's not the case. There's a, a much bigger focus on health and yeah. you know sustainability now in the in the ballet world and in all of sports. You know, nutrition is huge in sports now. As you know, you're a great peak performance uh, helper out there with information. Well, I, 
But, I know that Callie drinks bulletproof coffee every day. Like, like she's eating the bulletproof diet because it, like, she thinks it makes her dance better just to have all the fat and all. But I, I know that probably all of her coaches don't necessarily uh, agree with it. But uh, so let, let's say that knowing everything you know now, now that you've studied medicine and you've done that, um, if you're a teenager and you're going to like be kicking ass physically, okay, whether it's dancing or you know you're a long distance runner and, and track or wrestling, whatever. But there's all sorts of kids. Um, who just really probably overtrain and are probably not eating that well. Like, like top three or five things that now that you know, having been there and done that and studied everything, what should, what should they do? Eat more fat. Okay. Fat. Got it. Don't obsess about protein. Amen, brother. All right. I know you and I are so unique in this space, right? (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? The third thing, it sounds so simple, but it's, such an anti-aging gift is get a minimum of seven hours of sleep and start it before 11 p.m. Because your circadian rhythm, your cortisol levels are going to start going up at three and four. So it's like those, it's like diving. You got to get to the bottom of the tables and visit each of the five stages of sleep. And if you're starting back up to the surface at three or four in the morning, if you haven't gotten down there, you're not getting the rejuvenation. And sleep is where tons of hormones go swimming around your body and they they help with performance and they help with healing. They go survey, look for early cancers, take it out, apoptosis, all this amazing stuff happens when you're sleeping. And I think that uh, people say, well, I can get by on four hours. or I don't need seven hours. I'm good. You know, if you had a million dollar horse, would you give it what you could get by on? Depends if you're going to eat it or not. Just kidding. <laughs> I, I grew up with a horse. The my horse people. Just I just defended everyone, but it's funny. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> uh, the, uh, um, the the truth of the matter is, if you want to to manage a high performance animal, including you, of course, like you want to give it the good stuff, and and that that's core to my philosophy and yours as well. <clears throat> You're shocked at yourself still. <laughs> oh, what's the? Uh, Okay, so, so we have seven hours, but let's face it. I don't know any 18-year-old who's, oh, you know, it's 1045. Sorry, guys. Like, I know we're at the movie theater. Uh, I know we're going to stay out late and, and do other, you know, only semi-illegal things. Um, you know, so I'm just going to go to sleep now because I want my aptosis. To... <laughs> it, it's not going to happen. So if you just assume that at least 50% of the nights that teenagers are wired to stay up late, What can they do to minimize the harm of staying up late? Nurture their adrenal glands so that the stress of being sleep deprived is a little bit compensated for. And you know, what you do in the morning is I think one of the best biohackers. And that's why I think that your, your coffee is so great. Um, I always add protein to it as well. So the good fat, the protein in the coffee. I I put collagen in my coffee some mornings. I I don't intermittent fast bulletproof style every morning. Yeah. Like I, I, in fact, yesterday I put you know, 50 grams of collagen in just to see wow. what would happen. And normally I do 30 because I don't want too much, but hey. So I think of having protein within 30 minutes of waking up um, and that good fat is really protective. It's, it's like nurturing your adrenal glands. And studies show that if you eat you know, a little bit of protein within 30 minutes, but you've got to have that good fat in there too, you're going to eat about 200 to 300 less calories throughout the day just because you've had this stabilization of your blood sugars because your cortisol isn't going up and down and up and down, and then you lose weight without even knowing it. So there's some intriguing studies 
around that same thing, having protein in the first half hour. And that's why in the Bulletproof Diet book, I'm like, if you're fat or you're leptin resistant, have protein in the morning when you first wake up. Like, like, but you probably don't need to do it every day after you've reset your leptin sensitivity. But something intriguing that, that I was just reading about, uh, I think it was on uh, Bill Lagakos's blog, um, Calories Proper. Um, he's the first guy I've seen who pointed this out. He was talking about you have central circadian control and you have peripheral circadian control and central is food mediated and peripheral, which means like, like the, the smaller ones essentially are light mediated. So if you want to like be a really good, whether you're a teenage sleep hacker, by the way, don't hack your sleep. If you're a teenager, really, you should get sleep till your brain is done growing. Which but, is 25. Exactly. <laughs> but since that's not what we do as teenagers, cause we're human. Um, meanwhile, eating that protein in the morning, especially if you jacked up your sleep the night before, is a better idea than doing a bulletproof intermittent fast. And the way I implement my protein in the morning to make sure, especially when I travel, I do this. Um, if you want to reset your jet lag, uh, I didn't understand why it works until I read this, but um, I, I'll take a little jar of collagen, uh, the bulletproof collagen powder with me. I'll put it in my coffee in the hotel room. So then I wake up, I've made the coffee and it's easy to make coffee when you first wake up in a hotel room and then you're good to go for the day. But especially when I travel East, it's just a great idea to do protein in the morning. Um, I I totally endorse what you're saying there. And I believe circadian timing is a part of it that most people don't know about. Is that something you would believe? Absolutely. And okay. then using the peripheral circadian rhythms, like you're saying, you know, this is all the cool stuff that I put in my book. I just felt like there was a paucity of a, like to doable, implementable, even if those are actually words, plans to take all this great, double-blind, placebo-controlled clinical information and created into shortcuts that, you know, I have two children. My husband works out of town, and I see patients every single day. I, I had to figure out the shortcut. Yep. So it's all of my shortcuts. So that, and then you and I live in, you know, I live in the Northwest, and you live in, you know, British Columbia, and we're plagued by this grayness. And that does not help our you know, our sort of peripheral external circadian rhythms. Because really what you want to do is have that night darkness, so no screen time, no black light. Make sure you're sleeping in a dark, dark room or wearing a um, sleeping mask. And then in the morning, you know, turn on all the lights. Make sure you have full-spectrum light bulbs and uh, try and get that stark change because that's really more important than anything is the change. So in the, the Bulletproof Coffee Shop that's opening, I'm really hoping like mid, mid-April, fingers crossed, uh, depending on approvals in, in Santa Monica, uh, we're building in circadian compliant lighting. And so literally like, there's a, a light box there so that so in the I'm morning, you get that. It's like, it's so cool because it matters in, in the, the Bulletproof Biohacking Labs, uh, which are going to be where we film the podcast pretty soon here, as soon as we're done with the final construction tidbits. I've just been testing out the lighting there. At night, the exterior lighting is red LED floodlights, and it looks like Dracula's thing. But you walk outside, you can still see the stars, and the eagles and owls and frogs and all the animals that live around me totally aren't jacked up by the light. And the neighbors think I'm a vampire. It's all cool. Uh, but having having that happen, I swear I'm changing all the exterior light into red. It's so relaxing to go outside at night now. Like, I, I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's so jarring. We really just weren't designed to do this. And so that's, you'll have to, you know, we'll have to put a, a link or some information about this on this podcast. Because I'm sure people are going, what are you talking about? Where do I get red lights for outside? 
That'd be great. All right, I'll uh, I'll do that. And it, it it's hard in a city because there's just light pollution everywhere. But I live on an island, and I don't see any lights unless there's a a, a container ship anchored out down there. Sometimes they have floodlights on. And then I, I'm like, meh, I can see a light from my back deck. So I, yeah. I'm I'm very fortunate that way. But your advice. Uh, and, and mine too, use a sleep mask or better yet, black out your bedroom yeah. because well, sadly our skin has photoreceptors in it too, right? Well, and then, and then the bright light is, you know, you know, when you're a kid and you woke up in the morning and you're like, all right, I'm going to go ride my bike. And now when we wake up in the morning, it's snooze button once or twice and you only have one eye open until after your coffee, Right. So really what you want is you want that light to be really hitting the back of your retinas. I would love to make a bathroom mirror with like all these lights around it. So the first thing you do is you get this glass because that light hitting the back of your retina makes this big cascade of things that turns into this blast of serotonin and it makes you feel good. That's why you want to go ride your bike. So we really need to kind of emulate those experiences and open your curtains. But when you live places like us, it's hard. You have to implement that. And I think that's why depression and the seasonal affective disorder is so well treated with those lights. So I'm thinking of my, my wife's country, uh, Sweden, and well, there they just, they just treat it with vodka. Isn't that? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we could give them some testosterone. That'll help their life. <laughs> there you go. Read well, my book. Uh, totally. Uh, by the way, what's the URL for your book? I'm sure people who've heard you talk about it are like, oh, like Dr. Tammy gets it. So just uh, what, what's the name and URL real quick? We'll do it at the end too. Well, um, you know, if you're listening um, before mid-April, I have a special gift for your tribe and that's a free book offer. So they can go to drtammy.com forward slash bulletproof. And okay, so that's D-R-T-A-M-I if I remember right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, and it's a it's a link that's just you know special for your tribe. I know that they're your listeners are a little bit more tuned into being able to appreciate the two years that it took me to research and write and document every single solitary study that proves that each of these herbs and the specific doses that were needed will actually make a difference, and it will. Basically, to use your phrase, it'll biohack your health. You're going to get a boost. So, so let's talk about some of the downsides of testosterone. Um, I went on testosterone replacement therapy when I was around 30 because my numbers were just in the toilet. And so this is you know, a dozen years ago. Um, and I, I had low FSH and LH. These are basically reproductive hormones that go along with testosterone for people who are listening. Mother Nature was inviting you to leave. <laughs> uh, Mother Nature was kicking my ass. And, and part of the reason is because I was exposed to very high levels of xenoestrogens that are formed by mold growing actually in the walls of the house where I was living. These are thousands of times more potent than normal estrogen. Uh, in fact, that's almost certainly why I, I got the stretch marks that I got when I'm much younger in life um, from a, a same kind of exposure, stachybotrys I'm talking about. So excessive estrogen, not enough testosterone. So the anti-aging physician I worked with who's, who's been on Bulletproof Radio and has done a guest post about you know, cardiac research, this is Dr. Miller, um, put me on uh, a testosterone cream, just like stuff you rub in your armpits. And it, it totally changed my brain. Like I started 
like, wow, I feel like myself again. I got my energy back. Like, this is so cool. And I was on, I, I guess, uh, a Remedex every now and then, which is an estrogen blocker. And it's kind of an advanced anti-aging stack for a spry 30-year-old, but it totally worked. Right. And then after like five years, I'm like, oh, I don't need the, the Remedex. And I guess I'll stop cycling this stuff because it just works so well. Uh, so what's going to happen to someone who's on regular testosterone, at least a, a man who's on regular testosterone uh, for long periods of time without cycling and without taking estrogen blockers? Well, you always have to look at the estrogen and you have to look at the estrogen ratio because the 216-hydroxyestrone ratio is associated with a potentially an increased risk in prostate cancer in men. So you've got to know your numbers. You've got to know what is your testosterone doing and what is it becoming. And right down to the end, so I'm a freak. I don't believe that your blood with regard to estrogen is good enough. I, I use it, but I want to know what it is in the urine because yeah. at then... There's no more changing. It is, you can't get more end result than in the urine. So I, I check men's estrogen levels in the urine. So two, uh, two trips to New York ago, I was carrying around a backpack because I was doing a 24-hour urine collection while traveling. So, oh, I could fun. so I'm like walking around with a jug of pee in my backpack. It was a very cool New York experience. Yay. <laughs> but I got my numbers and they were good. And uh, it, it's... I, I would agree with you there. And it turns out for me, I stopped after I switched my diet and my exercise to the bulletproof stuff, I stopped over aromatizing. So my, my testosterone stopped converting into estrogen excessively. I take calcium deglucurate. It's on my top 10 list of supplements there, which helps your liver excrete estrogen that you do create. So, and you got, you got to clean out your liver so it can, uh, that helps a functioning liver is always kind of like a decorative accessory for a good life. <laughs> and like good I, uh, but there's the other thing that happens, right, is um, I'm trying to remember the medical word for this. Uh, hypogonadism. Oh, In other yes. words, the, the guys the shrink. The plums become cherries. Exactly. And this is a common thing with testosterone replacement therapy. Yeah. So this, that actually happened to me. And, of course, there are ways to reverse it. How would you go about reversing that? So, first of all, I start off with trying to get, you know, especially when you're 30, like, Let's look at the root cause. Let's see if we can heal your adrenal glands because your adrenal glands really should be producing enough testosterone to rock your life. But I have a lot of executives who they're just so drained. They just need the testosterone at least for a short time. And then I have a lot of patients who are in their 80s and 90s. And we do need to sort of augment what their bodies can do. And I use HCG in conjunction with testosterone therapy. The HCG, human chorionic gonadotropin, which is not human growth hormone, they're often confused or they sound a lot alike. It fits the beta subunit of the Leydig cells in the testes. So it tells the testes to produce more testosterone, thus preventing the shrinkage because the testosterone gives the message, hey, you don't need to do this anymore. We got it. So the testes, which are the, you know, the factory, they shrink. So HCG has to be cycled because we're fearful that you can create an antibody to it. And it's, uh, there's many, many different ways to do that that have been studied and very effective. But I always, always, always have my male patients who are on testosterone Say, you know what, this is how we're going to get your, keep, keep preservation under the belt is with HCG. I also want to make sure that my, my male patients are getting the blockers in the testosterone. So I have a lot of patients 
who they don't like the needles. They travel a lot with a lot of executives, and they don't want to travel with the needles, even though it's not a daily injection because the oil is a dispersion. Um, we do topical. And there's a great herb called chrysin that does yeah. a really good job of blocking from the conversion of testosterone to estrogen. So, you know, testosterone is so hip, but you really got to know what are the downstream effects. There, Everything you do has a another effect and has another effect and has another effect. You know, it does increase RBCs and hematocrit and hemoglobin in some men. So you got to check their CBC. Lots yeah. of studies proving that it does not cause prostate cancer. But if it's converting to a ratio of 216 hydroxyestrone, you are at an increased risk because of the conversion to estrogen. So there are all these things. It's like this amazing five-dimensional puzzle, which, you know, I love. That's where my brain works. But you, you can't just mindlessly take testosterone. Uh, the good news in my case is that I, I went on low-dose HCG for about 60 days. Oh, great. Um, not, not HCG diet where you eat like no calories and all that, but just low dose HCG. So, so the, the plums that, that had shrunk to cherries became grapefruits and were wow. no, not really, but, <laughs> <laughs> but at least they, they, they were restored, which is a testament to the kind of control we have over our own biology, which is, which is kind of cool. So so we are running up on the end of the show, Dr. Tammy, and I want to make sure that I get a chance to ask you that one question that I always ask, which is, what are your top three recommendations for someone who wants to kick more ass in their life? So just, I want to perform better at whatever it is I do, whether it's ballet or something else. What is it? You know, some of them are simple and some of them are complex. I think that if you feel like you might have adrenal fatigue, if you are not performing because you are waking up tireder than when you went to bed and your, your recovery time, then get the herbs ashwagandha and maca. They're safe. You can get them in powder form. You can really boost your vitality just eat by having those two things. That's just a mainstay in my life. My husband, he takes it as well, and especially when we travel. The second thing is don't underestimate the power of water. Um, all of your cells require water. You're going to look better. Your cells are going to function better. And I think how you're drinking the water. And I love, I'm married to an Italian, and so we have San Pellegrino. And the, the San Pellegrino, the mineral waters, it's like even better because those minerals are so hard to get into our diet and our food and our farming practices have shown that, you know, our food doesn't have the minerals that it used to. So drinking mineral water is amazing. But just did, water, water, water. Did you see the post I just did about San Pellegrino? No. Oh, you've, you've got to read it. Like, there's a lot of science in there. And for everyone listening, like, if you haven't seen that on the Bulletproof blog, it's a great post. It was really popular. But I went into, like, the different minerals, particularly sulfate, and why there's a difference between different mineral waters. It's, it was interesting. And just everyone loved it. So check it out. Oh, I definitely will. How funny that we're, we're both talking about how, you know, drink more sun, Pellegrino. We should, we should buy stock. No kidding. Yeah. They should like say thanks at least, but I've never talked to the, to the guys there. And so I think it's the last thing. Yeah. Give me number three. The last thing is, is sort of a mindset. And it is that you can reboot your biology, that what you put in your mouth matters and nobody plans to fail. They just fail to plan. So plan your meals Think ahead, get good choices, and you need to take, you can become the CEO of your own body. So eat the 80-20 rule. That's my rule. 80% should feed your cells. 
and 20% can fade your satisfaction. And, and they can overlap, I'm hoping. Yeah. I, I find yeah. butter uniquely satisfying, and my cells seem to like it, too. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like dark chocolate, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's a food group. Dr. Tammy, can you tell me your URL one more time? You had a special book offer for people if they want a free copy of your book. Uh, yeah, free is what, a really what's that great number? price. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, Dr. Tammy, D-R-T-A-M-I forward slash bulletproof. Awesome. And uh, uh, if people want to just read about your general work, it's Dr. Tammy. And the name of your book one more time? The Hormone Secret. Awesome. Uh, thanks, Dr. Tammy. And uh, I look forward to hanging out next time I'm down in Seattle. Excellent. We'll, have, we'll be happy to have you and your family over and get some bulletproof coffee and our kids. <laughs> awesome. Oh, that's hey. right. We didn't say that on the show. And we're running up on the end of the show, but oh yeah, you and I both give small amounts of bulletproof coffee to our kids, I know, uh, so they can get the butter and the fats, and yes, some antioxidants. All right, thanks so much. Thanks, everyone. If you enjoyed the show, if you're sitting in your car right now and you're like, "I was just entertained on my commute," I can't believe how short it was because of Bulletproof Radio. Do me a favor and pick up a copy of the Bulletproof Diet Book or just say thanks and leave a nice review or put a comment in the forums or even better yet, just do something nice for someone who's not expecting it. That'd be cool too. Thank you so much. Have an awesome day. Human Upgrade, formerly Bulletproof Radio, was created and is hosted by Dave Asprey. The information contained in this podcast is provided for informational purposes only and is not intended for the purposes of diagnosing, treating, curing, or preventing any disease. Before using any products referenced on the podcast, consult with your healthcare provider, carefully read all labels, and heed all directions and cautions that accompany the products. Information found or received through the podcast should not be used in place of a consultation or advice from a healthcare provider. If you suspect you have a medical problem or should you have any healthcare questions, please promptly call or see your healthcare provider. This podcast, including Dave Asprey and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. This podcast is owned by Bulletproof Media.